Welcome back. Yes. It is glorious to have you here again. Uh, it is, of course, another Saturday night. It is raining outside. Cold, dreary, but melancholy in a very beautiful way. I get ahead of myself, of course. Welcome to the show. This is uh, a Radio Grape. And uh, I am I am humbled to be but one of your hosts. Uh, you may call me Joseph. And I'm the lady voice of the evening. I'm Jen. Thank you so much for being with us. It's so special for us. Yes. It does warm our hearts on this cold, cold evening. Yes. We are, of course, recording in front of the fireplace tonight because it is, it is just so nice sometimes to delve into your... Delve into your... Special orifices. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I guess that one could say that, yes. Uh, no, I mean to, to delve into uh, our own confines and our own secure... Orifices of the mind, all those little uh, yeah, yes. folds inside the gray matter of the organ inside your head. Yes, that is kind of more what I'm going for, indeed. And, and we are happy to have you bring us into yours. Your orifices. Indeed we are. Indeed we are. Yes, of course. Of course, I do uh, need to thank uh, those who make this possible. Uh, of course, those at uh, our good network, KBSR. Uh, we are pleased to be a part of this fine network. And fine, to, fine fellows. To, to champion uh, its, its messages for hope and unity and community uh, through the radio waves. Of course, I would be remiss if I did not bring up the fact that... Uh, all of the uh, things that we say here by the fire tonight, uh, uh, they do not reflect the opinions of the other people on this fine network. We have the courage of our own convictions, and you may voice your concerns over that. Uh, at our, I, I believe we have an email now. It's uh, www dot uh, https uh, there is a colon and a couple of slashes astonishing um, the yeah. wonders of the modern uh, yes, world yes yes uh, and then uh, we're trying there is of course no apostrophe in we're they do not allow that so it is w-e-r-e t-r-y-i-n-g at gmail dot com and uh, you may uh, voice any concerns or support that you may have for us uh, there shall we tread into maybe some uh Risque conversations. Yes, indeed. But before we do, Thanksgiving. Mm, ah, mm, mm, ah. The Harvest Festival. Yes. That we all celebrate here in this part of North America. Yes. Specifically this part of North America. Yes. yes. Interesting fact that you uh, may enjoy. Uh, Mr. Thomas Jefferson, one of the original founding fathers. Mm, some would say the founding father. Did not care for Thanksgiving. Mm. Uh, did not choose to celebrate it. Vocalized his dissent uh, with the holiday uh, other founding fathers did enjoy. They decreed it to be a national holiday. Uh, was this due to his uh, rampant and virulent hatred toward the indigenous population? Interestingly, <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit. 
No, it's because of the separation between church and state. Uh, mm-hmm. While we uh, often consider Thanksgiving to be a secular holiday, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Jefferson did not. Uh, he felt that it violated uh, the separation of church and state. There will be no uh, official federal state-sanctioned uh, holidays to celebrate the blessings of your God. This, uh, this essentially, this... Uh, a, a masturbatory pilgrim holiday where they really like to pat themselves on the back and say, good job, we did it. Uh, yes, uh, the pilgrims were horribly theological. Theologious people. Theocratic, maybe, is the word I'm looking for here. Well, religious freedom was one of the uh, founding principles the key of tenets. this great nation. Freedom to and freedom from, very notably. No, yes, a lot of people forget that part. No, of course. There are harvest festivals all over the world. There have been for thousands of... As long as there's been human culture and agriculture. Uh, and it is as far away as the distant, misty mountains of Tibet. Where there's no agriculture. I don't know why I chose Tibet. Um, no, um, mm. There might still be a slaughter. <laughs> but uh, they do range in uh, at, at when they're set, uh, as the uh, harvest time uh, will, will vary uh, from geographic location to location. In Assam, it would be celebrated in January, the Bugali Bihu, whereas in August, in Iceland, uh, Frey Faxi the uh, Norse pagan harvest festival to the Norse god Freyr, the uh, the one that uh, supplies good weather and a plentiful, bountiful harvest, uh, would be celebrated that time of year. Typically, though, these are going to be festivals of gratitude mm-hmm. to one's god. Yes. And uh, 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 worship and praise for uh, the ability to survive the coming winter. Yeah, yes, from time immemorial, uh, it has been a necessity for humans to uh, come together in the harder times and uh, and to uh, celebrate what they have and to remember the meaning of community, which is here, here. totally Indeed. the spirit behind uh, the manifest destiny which has claimed uh, these grounds of the United States. Um, so, well, uh, um, to not... Uh, dwell too much on the uh, current topical issues. We do have to acknowledge uh, the uh, rest of this show. Uh, so we will uh, leave you to a brief intermission uh, to enjoy some fine audio stylings and uh, we shall return shortly. Uh, Joe, joined here by Jen, and uh, 
Gotcha. Gotcha again. Another <laughs> another another funny bit. Another masterpiece uh fucking I don't know what what, what I don't know what that we're was. Running a masterclass on deception. Was. Uh, but yeah, we're uh, here again to give you another week of shit talk, and um, we got little Harvey. His new name is its new name is Wee Harvey Rarswald. It's pretty great. Um, this cat has around. been identified to me uh, as a manx. As a manx, and has been uh, gendered, but that is unknown to me. We have a reveal party planned uh, coming up next Tuesday. Joe refuses to look at the cat's genitals. That would be a violation, and it would spoil the surprise. It's against my religion, and uh, yeah, I would actually. I think the plan we're gonna, we're just going to set a fire inside the house, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to spread until I correct the guest gender. I have an old timey alchemist friend who's going to supply me with some sulfur <laughs> or zinc oxide, whatever we need to throw into the fire to make it the correct color mm-hmm. uh, to to let Joe know. Now the problem, and everybody else. The problem here is, of course, is that I am colorblind. Damn, I had not considered that. Yeah, well, that's what makes it fun. Uh, but um, we could do a strawberry or blueberry flavored cupcake, <laughs> and then also uh, give out miracle berries. I just, I like the idea of a gender reveal party where you, I don't know, like, you kind of turn perception on its head in some way to where the answer is still kind of its own mystery. Uh, Well, so there was that TikTok video where the girl was like, okay, guys, it's time to find out whether my cat is male or female, mm -hmm. Um, cisgendered, (laughs) uh, heterosexual, uh, like, so she, she made different options for the kitten to be different genders, different sexualities, and you know what the what the genders preferred pronouns are. Sure, sure, sure. And Wait, then, did she was did she like do the cat's moon chart or something, and that's how she knows all this? No, it's the cat gets to pick. Oh, so it's like okay, this is my kitten. I think maybe it was allowed to pick its name too from three options. This is my kitten. This is its name. This is its gender, and this is its sexual preference. But it has a pretty epic name. Um, I think it's cute. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll mock it still, but I do think it's pretty cute. It's uh, paying more attention uh, and putting more effort in than I typically do. Uh, so I'll give a nod I there. I don't think you have people following you, uh, waiting on bated breath um, to yeah. find out not sure what your I, kitten's sexuality is. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would want that either. Uh, anyway, Radio Greg. It's a hell of a legacy. Uh, but uh, for real, though, for the start of the show, let's go ahead and uh, see what's going on with each other's headspace. We're doing Headspace. We're doing Music Corner. Those are the things that we do now. Okay. <laughs> it's about to be 2022. <laughs> That's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, Headspace. Uh, we went to go see Dune last night. It was very difficult to find a theater that was still playing it. Yeah. It uh, but we did. Tricky. Uh, yeah. We ended up uh, in a part of South Austin we hadn't been in in uh, some years. Quite a while. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was beautiful. I enjoyed, extremely entertaining. I enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. Really just have a vague recollection of the plot of the movie. So about hour two, I was getting really confused. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we've done all this. Are we just going to have like a like a happy montage where he gets to know the, the, <laughs> the Furman sand people and just like... The Furman? The Furman sand the f- people. Fremen. <laughs> they, you say Fremen, but they said... 
they, pro- they pronounce it Furman every fucking time. <laughs> Whatever. So where, where he wins the trust of the sand people, and then he comes riding in on a sand snake, and then maybe assassinates the emperor, and I guess we're done? I, I don't know. Like, I, I was like, I know a bunch more shit happens. I think so. I had no clue that it was just one part of a two-part movie. Ah, they gotcha. Uh, and my, yeah. my lack of that knowledge was increasingly confusing as I watched this kind of languidly paced movie, which I love a languidly paced movie. Sure. I hate when they try to cram too much stuff in. Yeah, I really, that's one of the things about the originals. And uh, I mean, take you know, your time with it. If you're going to build a beautiful scene, take your time with it. Yeah. All praise to David Lynch, uh, credit recorded Stu, but that first cut of Lynch, uh, that, that first cut of Dune uh, by David Lynch not good and uh the rushing through of sh- I, I those scenes fu- i have a fondness for it uh, i i like a lot of it but there are parts where it it rushes through some scenes really fast and everything seems really disjointed but not in a hyper realistic disjointed way just in like a sloppy disjointed way mm. you know what i mean um, and I think that really trying to fit it all into a two hour block uh, for, for one feature length film is probably pretty tricky. Uh, That's so doing it as a two parter, I think might, might serve it better. And, uh, they're going to be able to kind of like spend the time they want to and need to on things. Um, well, I guess, uh, my headspace, my new thing is, uh, the slash music corner corner of this space. And that's just that, uh, Aesop Rock dropped uh, another release with uh, Blockhead recently called Garbology. Another release with Blockhead. He'd already done one. I believe so. Yeah. They've, they've collaborated. Yeah. Pop in. Um, off. I don't know. I, I, I love this collab between Aesop Rock and Blockhead. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, Aesop Rock's, his last couple of albums uh, have been really good and have really shown a lot of growth. And he even, like, apparently was thinking about kind of giving it all up. And then he did some traveling worldwide. And that's when he came back and uh, wrote uh, Field Guide to the Spirit World, which is a fucking dope album. So he kind of, like, rekindled his, like, passion and reason for writing. The album was accompanied um, by a beautiful video, now that you mention the name of it. Yeah. And really, like, the whole album is kind of like he does. It's a little conceptual where it is kind of like a field guide and he doesn't necessarily want it front to back. He's like, no, it's like each piece is its own thing. And he is a tortured artist. Uh, he yeah, is, for sure. you know, you, you, one of my favorite albums of his, you told me he had sort of disappeared for a while and then went, went out to, uh, a secluded barn in the middle of nowhere where he set up a yeah. studio and just wrote and recorded, uh, by himself. The impossible kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which was also a really fucking stellar album from about, uh, what, four years ago or something. And, um, yeah, just turn it out always. And so there's a new release with him and uh, Blockhead Garbology that you should totally check out. Recently, my neighbor spotted me casing my own house. I said I only really like to go in when I go out. You okay, dude? Yeah, you okay? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good, all right. I know every black crow in the city by its first name and its surname and its bird call and its birthday. Look, I'm cursed. Ran down Maine like a man on fire from a church. Maine, she a scalp in the state. Angriest ice in the world. Sun pipes up, tell me, old man, how is it that you could even know that? It's not even a thing that scientists know how to measure. 
Instagram's like sunny, I've been all over this motherfucking roadmap. I can tell you science ain't the only player in the network. Y'all should've seen a boy face. Nothing like a smug young punk realizing what his counterpoint ain't. All the smartest people that I know seem to teeter in a paranoid stay. You can know it all and never know you haven't actually departed point A. Wait, 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 wait. You saying this a B? There's a new release by the band Low. Um, I don't know if you used to listen to Low back in the '90s or, or early aughts. The name is familiar. I've I've uh, at least had people say, "Hey, you should listen to Low," something like that. You know, they've but, been around for nearly 30 years, and they have 12 or 13 releases. Huh. They never stopped. I did kind of stop ke- keeping up with them, um, as I did with a lot of things that I used to just just vibe to back then, because mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. music is minimalist and slow uh i think the moniker that they were trying out at the time or not they actually the band didn't like this but people were trying out at the time was slow core mm. uh as well as uh, dream pop beautiful distortion yeah um this is alan sparkhawk and mimi parker as the founding members of the of the group and they do duet their vocals mm-hmm. uh, as well as doing guitar and drums they uh this band is based out of duluth minnesota duluth minnesota and thanks for listening <laughs> uh i was really into music that was um had a lot of noise and feedback mm-hmm. uh, you know back in the 90s and they, they're still doing that and um, i'm kind of hard pressed to pick a track that's not going to make one listener be like what the fuck my this sounds like shit my speakers have blown out like you destroyed my speakers somehow yeah no um hearing you talk about it i think of first off like cowboy junkies and then i think a little bit about like ravenettes but i think that was like later 90s early fuzzy distortion there was a lot of um like shoegaze you know bedhead uh, was one of the bands that they were compared to a lot noise Um, pop For musical corner so i think one of the few good things about the internet that genuinely warms my heart and um 
makes me think maybe this human experiment is actually uh, worth a damn and we should somehow survive in some fashion mm-hmm. uh, is when people do online jam sessions mm. and yeah, you know, a few of these that have gone viral that are just so good. Um, I think my favorite ones are when someone starts off with a noise, like it's a cat or something. And then yeah, somebody I can, goes, I can think of two of them already, <laughs> like right off the top of my head. Also all the, um, you know, some months ago or last, or earlier this year, all the sea shanties that were going on because they're very conducive to these layered vocals. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, I loved the sea shanty trend and there's some that I will just revisit and listen to. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of times these are TikTok duets because you can, you know, TikTok is good for inviting other people to duet with you and then you can just layer it. There was, this is only a couple weeks old. Uh, it's a pretty new uh, subreddit, but someone created musical Jenga uh, for the purpose of compiling these group efforts, these uh, online jam sessions between okay. strangers. Um, so I, I just think this is so wonderful to see when um, talented people are able to come together in this fashion and build off of each other and know know how to pick pick their moments and ha- uh, to contribute in their fashion without drowning everybody else out and making it about them. It's definitely about a, it being a group effort. Um, I'm gonna show you the latest one that I saw that's a uh, show you. I wish you could I wish you could see it, but you can just imagine different windows of people popping in to contribute what they have to the song. Uh, and it starts out with a, just a video of a guy trying to show off his noisy ass dryer that's making a fuck ton of sound. Eat 
not to be too highbrow about it or anything, but obviously there's uh, the, the, the core of music is this kind of like expression that is uh, beyond words, like mm-hmm. to, to express rhythm and other people pick that up and feel that and uh, feel a compulsion to move to it. This is super old with us as a species. Yeah. And uh, it's like so deeply ingrained into us. And so you can Im- you can it, imagine cave people listening to the crickets chirp yeah. at night and then someone starts just pounding just on of, something and yeah. someone else joins in. Now we have a rhythm and we can have chanting on top of that. Yeah. But um, and to see the idea of the Internet, a place that doesn't have physical borders, uh, doesn't have cultural borders, really. Uh, it's just the, the free open place uh, to see people come together and like do all that. That's really dope. I'm not going to say that that's like, it's, oh man, it's the end of tribalism. But like, that's, <laughs> no. I feel like that is. I'm saying it's it's one, of the, like, it's one of like three things that exist that make me think maybe the internet isn't I feel like this terrible. is the, Yeah. And I feel like this is the intention of, of music. Yeah. Of this communal expression. Yeah, 100%. You know, and uh, yeah, it, that absolutely is beautiful. Um, yeah. God damn it, Jen. You got me. Ah, okay. It kind of, you know what? It, well, it, congratulations, really... listeners. You get to live for another week. And to take it back to the 70s, uh, you know, makes me think of Harold and Maude, where she's like, you don't know how to play an instrument? You have to know how to play an instrument. It's, mm-hmm, how does she mm-hmm. put it? She's like, it's the great cultural jam. Or like, I don't know what she fucking says, huh. but she's like, you're, you're missing, you're missing out on the the great unifying song of right, right. You know, the great unifying language of the human race. And she, you know, she gives him a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, you know, the mask is on now when I say, well, <laughs> uh, I got, I got a little bit of local news that I want to go ahead and drop on you first. Okay. Uh, some hyper local news. Uh, you hear that somebody, uh, busted up the tits. What? Yeah. So the Titsworth building in uh, downtown Taylor <laughs> was vandalized on Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, yeah, I saw some pictures today, man. They and vandalized the tits on Thanksgiving? It fucking shit was wrecked in there. Aww. And fortunately, the like business spaces, the people that ran it out, all their stuff was locked up. Everywhere was closed and everywhere was space. But the communal spaces, the hallway, and there's like a break room that's left open for anybody in the building. That shit was wrecked. There's some of your uh, local drama here in Taylor, Texas, and I'm not going to get into a gossip mill thing about anything else about it because I, I, I don't know anything beyond a shadow of a doubt other than that place was fucked up. And that sucks. Uh, yeah, so there was that. It's, I mean, not fucked up like like the time that someone closed down the DMV on Lamar in Austin. No, it, there wasn't. They, uh, so there were not like biological hazards right. as you're imposing. But uh, no. Which, can I just say, I now understand why you would break in, rage against a building, and smear the word surcharge, surcharge in your own shit on the wall. Like, I understand that 100% now. I've had to pay a few hundred dollars in that surcharge. and Those I surcharges just, like, come out of fucking nowhere. Trying to get it. Guess what? You get a surcharge. You can't even get a license until you handle that surcharge. Yeah, you can't fix fucked. your problems. But anyway. Well, in other local news, though. In other local news, Samsung. 
That's right, we have been selected as the proud recipients of the new Samsung factory 17 to be built in 2024, operational. gigawatts or something, <laughs> I don't know, I don't really know, what the, it's a 17 gigabyte uh, factory, I think is what the, uh, the, is being said about it. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. I hear that uh, the, I hear that Wilco is going to be on the hook for the majority of the infrastructure which means widening the 973, maybe extra access roads, uh, utilities, it running, always running goes power to better. it. We can expect uh, our taxes to go up to pay for all this. We can expect our property taxes to go up. Anybody oh, that property owns taxes for show. rents will be going up, but uh, property values will be going up too. Like my yeah. tattoo artist was convinced that Disney World was moving to Georgetown. That's yeah. We haven't done conspiracy corner in a while, cause, but that's a fun and wacky one. He's doing pretty well, but um, he's a pretty talented guy. Makes good money, but that is part of his retirement plan. Is like I'm going to be a, Disneyland. I own a house in Georgetown, and I'm going to be a fucking millionaire when Disneyland moves here. And I remember saying to him, "You don't want to say this when someone has a needle in you necessarily." But I was like, "I don't want to. I don't want to burst your bubble or anything, but." I don't think you should count on that happening. And he's like, what happened? What the thing that's already happening? That's definitely for sure. 100% that's happening. 100% for sure. Like they're building happening. it. They're building it now. Trust me. Right now. They're moving Disneyland in its entirety is moving to Georgetown. Man, don't you, argue I with me. Fucking imagine if he's right. It's been, it's been rumored for years and it is, uh, turned down by anybody that has anybody to say on the, on the matter. They're like, no, that's not a true story. Uh, but can you imagine if, like, everybody's in the dark? Everybody but Disney and Greg Abbott. And my tattoo artist. And your and he knows. He Who knows. has seen the construction occurring. But I'm not trying to spread rumors or conspiracy theories. Because um, I think there's a little bit of wishful thinking here. But it feels true. I think that's why it's so popular. It feels true. Because of so it many... feels true. So many Californians have come here yeah, and then... It would uh, make sense that we are going to be the new home of Disney. You know, Elon Musk has decided that he doesn't like all the California regulations mm. uh, during, during the COVID era. Um, so, he has tried to... Um, not tried to. I'm sorry. He's up and... He's up and moved. Moved to Texas. So, it, it sort of feels true that Disneyland, California, would... Close up shop in California. Close up, though. That's fucked. Whoever not believes e that. Not even insane. expand to Texas, but straight up move here. It's like we've we've reached the threshold of what the California market can offer us with its beaches and mega highways and massive amounts of population. Uh, they might be anticipating the effects of global warming from which they'll be largely shielded here in Texas, shielded from here in Texas. Uh, provided there's enough clean drinking water after the climate dries out some here. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Which also, I, I want to say, I guess on that note, it is cool that we got that one, I'll, I'll go ahead and leave it unnamed, uh, resort and water park, which is like the largest water park in this part of North America or whatever. The largest indoor. Largest indoor water park. That's going to be height of luxury in another fucking 10 to 15 years. Just having all that water around. If <laughs> they're able to stay open. And I imagine they will. I imagine they'll still be open. Yeah, and They made it, they uh, opened everybody's gonna at be, the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, and if they made it through the first year. They're going to have a big spate of people with chlorine poisoning because they keep drinking the water because there's no more water anywhere else. <laughs> well, so uh, that's most of the local news. The rest of it's just kind of shit around here. Um, 
But there was some good national news that we got recently with the uh, the convictions laid down for the killers of uh, Ahmed Arbery. Yes, it is. It's certainly cause for celebration. Obviously, a young man's life was taken. Right. To say that it's a victory this is wrong. Right. Very nearly, this trial very nearly didn't happen um, for any, you know, yeah. that remembers. There seemed to be very little appetite for holding these uh, uh, three murderers accountable. But there, but yeah, this is a national story because there was national pushback when, when this mm-hmm. came to public attention, which was right around the time of George Floyd's death and the protests that occurred as a result of that. We weren't living in a climate, even in Georgia, where this type of thinking just gets swept under the rug. And people tried to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's so that is yet to be seen is uh, what the uh, I guess former DA uh, is going to have to face for giving orders to not pursue this matter and not pursue charges against these guys and that held for about six months before finally like public outcry led to uh, charges. There can be no justice without accountability, and there's been accountability in this instance. Yeah. Uh, convictions on all accounts. Uh, yeah. F- on and all this... counts. On all counts for the first. So the sort of the ringleader. Yeah. Which is the dad, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know. There's three people, and I forget how it breaks down, but I don't know if the third one is also like a son. Uh, is also mm-hmm. family of the first two, but that was it's it stands in contrast, obviously, to uh, other uh, court cases of late that have come up. Uh, so, mm. actually, I have something on Kyle Rittenhouse because we talked yeah. about we talked about it a little bit on the last show. We talked about it a little bit, and in case I in case I sounded weird about it or anything, I'll say unequivocally. Um, I mean, fuck that kid. And I think that he should have been held accountable. I can feel, I can feel sorry for him and also feel like justice is absolutely fucked on that case. I, you know, I think I expressed, we both expressed sympathy that he was sort of being used as a cultural pawn, which had raised him 2 million. Let me say it again, 2 million fucking dollars, uh, in a crowdsourced effort to fund his, Uh uh, because he became a right wing poster child and a second amendment rights poster child. Uh, but we both speculated on what is the future hold for this fucking kid? Well, and obviously he immediately did an interview with Tucker Carlson uh, for the verdict. For sure. And... (laughs) So yeah, this just came to my attention like an hour ago, I guess, because I haven't been following the fawning right wing coverage of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse like yeah, on purpose because no. I kind of fuck all that. But uh, you know, we we both know that his first attorney was Lynn Wood, right? So who is a QAnon conspiracy theorist? The reason why Kyle Rittenhouse and his mom fired Lynn Wood last December, they were having differences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the main differences, I think, is that um, his uh, Lynn Wood wanted to keep him in jail uh, after all this crowdfunded right. uh, bail money, saying you're safer there. Because yeah. he is a crackpot conspiracy theorist uh, who believes, once again... <sighs> I know I've said this a million times, but that there is a vast cabal of satanic, cannibalistic pedophiles that run the world. Yeah. He has also, in private, uh, expressed beliefs that he could be um, basically a a living embodiment of God and is just in any action that he performs. Yeah. So, what 
Kyle Rittenhouse apparently said on Tucker Carlson was, he's insane. He thinks he's God and <laughs> he just says all these weird things. Yeah. He so, was yeah, going okay. on about all this <clears throat> QAnon and election fraud stuff that we don't agree with. It's interesting that Rittenhouse said it because I heard it from other people, but yeah. <laughs> well, it somehow came to his attention that this like pro bono lawyer that jumped on his case right away mm-hmm. was like maybe not the best person to represent mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Uh, both he and his mom seem to agree at some point that they needed to hire some professional lawyers that don't have mental illness. And yeah, but him saying that on Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson has started a war within the right wing uh, conspiracy. Uh, I want to say fringe. But I don't even think it's a fringe anymore. Mm. No, it's pretty middle of the road. So they've turned on him. QAnon John uh, tweeted right away, not smart to shit where you sleep. <laughs> Which isn't an explicit threat, but it doesn't oh, bode God. well. Yeah. Uh, other messages that have come from QAnon followers on uh, Telegraph, calling him a little bastard with no uh, morals or integrity. Right. This kid's not as good as he's played. Uh, he's a crisis actor or autistic. Uh, um, other people have speculated. No, I don't know. I think that interview is fake. It seems like CGI. Um, his facial yeah. expressions look glitchy. I know that I have a really like high tech new TV and like things look weird on it. And I have to assume that it's because everything is a deep fake and yeah. my TV is good enough to spot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other people have speculated that's definitely one of the Sandy Hook kids who they believe are like life. Oh man, the same, one of the um, same kids, same, same exact kid. And just name, did name so Noah good something. last time. Yeah, he's just got this career as a crisis actor, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Watson himself has said that he thinks this is a, a psyop campaign to divide the QAnon conspiracy. Ever, ever kind of the middle of the road peacemaker of the <laughs> QAnon yeah, movement for sure. Uh, but these are some of the same people that helped crowdfund his legal defense. Yeah, over two million dollars was raised. That all that money went to Lynn Wood. Yep. And Kyle Rittenhouse is now trying to get it back mm-hmm. to pay his current lawyers yeah. who got him off scot-free. Yeah. He has not hey, been, hey, been able to obtain that money as of now. Let's give credit where it's due. The prosecutors also did a pretty, pretty, they did their part in also setting him free. Um, yeah. Uh, I just yeah, want to say. It's a deep state conspiracy. Oh, wait. The opposite, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shallow state conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, but um, I do want to just real quick and bring up, had you heard about the Sandy Hook defamation cases succeeding against Alex Jones? Yeah, uh, that's two of them now. I don't know all the details, but I know that apparently he's, uh, yeah, like it kind of threatens to kind of bankrupt him. Uh, oh, I do apparently. hope so. I, I should, do hope so. I should kind of that guy's hope so. A, that guy's a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he has too much money. He yeah. needs to have it taken away from him. To be clear, like Alex Jones was birthed of the uh, anti-government white nationalist movement of the 90s. And it needs that to be... how his media empire needs to be got given to be where it is. To people that were already victimized beyond most of our comprehension, that their pain wasn't real, their children weren't real... That they, in fact, are liars and the enemy, and they have had so many threats lobbied against them after losing their children in a horrific mass shooting, and had to flee yeah. the people that listened to Alex Jones. Did mm-hmm. he Did he explicitly sick his people on them? He's always telling people that he's riling them up and telling them that they must fight, and that he... That is yeah, your, he li- tells it's them your to life do or things. theirs, right? Yeah. 
And it like that's he's a fucking a clown. Stop message of his. He he's makes people feel like they're fucking facing death at every turn by somebody that wants to vote like against Republicans or whatever. He wakes know. up every day and chooses to make the world a worse place. Yeah. All of the money that he's accrued are from selling shitty, pointless products that are going to make you more virile, more intelligent, supposedly, make your dick bigger and harder uh, than ever before. I'm sorry. And help you survive the coming apocalypse. And none of them work. It's all bullshit. Could anybody that really takes a moment to consider things, would you buy a product called Brain Max? And actually expect Brain Max. Well, Alex takes it. That is not a good endorsement. <laughs> uh, you're you're going to have to give me some better examples. But, hey, you play on people's fears. You can get away with a lot. You know what I mean? Hey everybody, this is Joe with a really quick station break for you. I just wanted to take a moment to say thanks for listening to our show, and thanks for listening to KBSR, Black Sparrow Digital Radio. You know how we do it here, Black Sparrow is independently ran and listener supported, so you can go be part of our Patreon community if you like what you see in here, here and there. And uh, yeah, is uh, go search for Black Sparrow Radio on Patreon, or you can go to blacksparrowmusicparlor.com. There's a link there, and then there's also the radio streaming 24/7. There's the calendar or the schedule that'll show you when that'll show you who's on and when they're on, and all that good stuff. And uh, it'll probably give you a link to all the live events at the Black Sparrow venue, which is up and operating here in Taylor, Texas. Yeah, go do all that stuff. Also, go check out our Instagram, it's Radio Gripe TX, and uh, hit us up with an email at weirdtryingshow at gmail.com, you fucking cowards. Uh, also, just uh, in case I forget, I just always want to give thanks to our man Trev Wren, who just celebrated a birthday of uh, the Mental State Fair uh, for Use That Theme Song Dying in Texas, and Alex from a Spectrostatic. Thanks so much, you guys, for giving us your music. Alright, well, that's all I really need to say right now. Let's get back to the show. So, uh, we maybe should have, like, put this, like, big news alert at the top of the show, but I'm sure you probably already heard about it. There is, uh, an Omicron variant of COVID-19, which is, uh fucking putting up a whole slew of travel restrictions all over the place. South Africa is basically cut off from the world. And, um, this one has this distinct variation has over 50 mutations already. 50 mutations. See, now here's why you guys have to listen to the end of our shows because we bring you the life threatening news Mm -hmm. and we know you only get your news from us. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, kind of, and that's the thing is that a lot of it is a big question mark insofar as what Omicron is really capable of. It's not fully known. It's just uh, spreading so rapidly. It's already been found in like five countries. Okay. Well, if it's um, the most mutated and it's, it's the, spreading rapidly. It seems to be uh, the next one. So Omicron. Um, Guys, it's about to be 2022. Delta over. Omicron in. Also, Omicron is probably a good name. Magenta for, over. Like a really, really dope weed um, in keeping with the trend. Uh, so y'all, hey. 
just keep staying safe. Look for your boosters. Fucking practice uh, the hygiene and the, the masks up and everything that you know to do already. And you try, know, to try to convince others to do the same. I mean, I don't know what to say at this point. I was at the vet today and I was cuddling the kitten in my car because I was sitting out there for 40 minutes. They were really busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looked like she was shivering. So I started cuddling her. There's no heat. There's no heat in my car. Um, he invited me in. I was like, oh, oh. he was like, mm-hmm. please, sir, can I bring my wee kitten inside? <laughs> <laughs> They've been, you know, trying to trying to keep safe and offering curbside service for your pets so that not everyone has to be inside at yeah, the same yeah. time, which is really cool. But yeah. I also wanted to go inside with my kitten. I'm like, oh, wear a mask. And he's like, you don't have to. But also, I think he got the idea that I was like super scared of COVID because... He was like, you can wait in here because there's several people, in the, but there's like four people in the lobby. He's like, if you want to be safe. And I was like, oh, no, no. I'm not wearing a mask because I'm like all that scared about my health. It's actually not very good at uh, keeping other people's spit off of you. It's like, I guess better. <laughs> it's like better at keeping your spit off of other people. And that's mostly why we wear it. Oh, boy. Yeah. But... The main thing is, I was just at a Thanksgiving dinner with two kids that were getting over being sick, and they were coughing all over the place. And on the, no one thinks they have COVID, but on the off chance that I'm a carrier, I'm going to wear the fucking mask because it doesn't matter to me whether I'm wearing it or not. But it might matter to someone else. Yeah. um, Yeah. It might be their life. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. The uh, still the misunderstanding about people who prefer to wear masks in public, you know. Um, but well, I, whatever the case, uh, shit ain't I, over I'm, yet. I'm vaccinated. I'm not a scaredy cat. I I don't think uh, at this point that it's going to take my life. But right. I, I would I'd be horrified if it took someone else's life. Yeah, I also think that we should bring up. And this one's this one sucks. But uh, recently there was. Uh, uh, there were 27 refugees uh, whose boat capsized in the English Channel. God. Had you heard about this? No. Um, yeah, so... I haven't heard about anything. I've been on vacation. And <laughs> God. In reading about this, I found out that it is pretty complicated when it comes to um, refugees in uh, Europe. Uh, because uh, the UK being separated from the mainland and you have these vast numbers of people coming a lot of times through the Mediterranean and sometimes kind of coming up and around uh, Spain and everything and trying to go further north and maybe going for England or whatever. It's been a really complicated situation and basically countries are pointing the finger at each other over how certain agreements have worked within Brexit and everything. And, uh, Are you talking about this situation on the like Belarus Polish border? No, no. This is the English Channel between France and the uh, the British Isles. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of these people are from uh, the Middle East, uh, and they're fleeing Iraq or Kurdistan uh, in a lot of places. A lot of times, they're trying to get to the mainland just because there's kind of like more shoreline and everything else there, and occasionally they're trying to get to UK, uh, but also UK. They just conveniently, maybe, uh, they don't even really kind of deal with a whole lot of asylum seekers. Uh, Meanwhile, all the other countries that have a coastline within uh, the ocean or the Mediterranean uh, there, they have like a very large problem with it. And in a a very French way of saying, in a very Macron way of saying, Emmanuel Macron is a pretty rough edged dude. uh, He said, and talking about this, um, 
he basically pointed to the death toll in the Mediterranean Sea over the last six years, which uh, the past six years is about 20,000 people who have died. Mm -hmm. And just this year, it's been like 1,300 people. Uh, that are refugees that are trying to get to countries in Europe. And Macron said that it only takes one moment to think about that, to know that if a solution the size of a tabloid headline could quell the urge to cross the channel, it would have been found. Yeah, there's just like, uh, this is one of the things that I think kind of stemmed up from Brexit with the way different treaties changed and the way that immigration is handled. There's just fucking nobody helping out. You know, and, and like countries like France and Greece are really bearing the brunt of, uh, you know, like 50 people uh, per 1,000 or whatever, and as far as their own population is concerned. Whereas in the UK, it's only like five people per 1,000. But yeah, British, Britain is also the UK. That is, uh, they are like not giving a shit and they're like pointing the finger at France and saying like, y'all got to get your shit together. This yeah. is in the larger context of uh, what you were talking about, the uh, what the, the border of Belarus, uh, which is something that's been going on here in Texas. We've had uh, Operation Steel Curtain playing out over this Thanksgiving holiday where we are trying to block a caravan, which has been gathering in uh, southern and central Mexico and moving towards the border to block out thousands of people from even trying. We're seeing this all over where borders are getting tighter and tighter and uh, as countries as more as more countries kind of get destroyed. Uh, there is less compassion to go around for the the this bystanders. Is, this is what happens also when there's as time goes on when there's dwindling resources and yeah global upheaval. But like yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, this is probably probably about 2016 2017 uh robert evans did um a podcast it could happen here Mm -hmm. uh where he kind of talks about the fall of america you know this guy's like been a crisis journalist in a lot of different places and so he applies that knowledge to how it would play out here he imagines a scenario in which americans are trying to seek refugee status in canada right and there's just been too many there's there's compassion to go around until there's too many and then right. people become desensitized mm-hmm. and people are turned away and they're left living in sort of makeshift camps uh, yeah. at the border he's done a um he's done a fiction podcast also about a post-collapse texas Hmm. Uh, and, and what it might look like. Um, and I started getting into it, but it was just a little bit too, because it's like a fiction podcast, it was just a little too heavy. It wasn't a free conversation. In the same way that Behind the Bastards is, that guy dives in to the hardest, most tragic, scary shit. Yeah. And he just is able to roll around in it and, and point to all the minutia. And that is difficult sometimes for me to listen to it is it's the kind of thing people usually turn away from um because we don't like to see suffering and we don't like to imagine ourselves in that scenario but some part of having compassion for somebody is imagining yourself in that scenario right and he, he makes it easy to do with this this could happen here and probably the other one uh that i should check out yeah one day the tables will turn hmm True to form, uh, I got something else to go out on that is uh, a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit of a palate cleanser. Uh, as you know, um, we just passed uh, the dreaded uh, Black Friday, uh, where we see some of the worst humanity kind of come out um, for deals. 
you know, capitalism and everything else. Well, something that we've seen this year, and I don't know that this is a super standard thing. And if it is, it's getting to be more and more of a thing. But nationwide, there has been a a spate of uh, smash and grab robberies at a whole lot, a whole lot of places. Have you been hearing about it? Nope. All right. So, um, LAPD reported that there were uh, two on Saturday and six on Friday. Uh, these are a lot of these places are like Best Buys, Home Depots, and are like really large uh, chain retailers. Uh, a couple of them, I think there was one or two on like a Nordstrom uh, or a Saks, you know. But yeah, uh, over there in the Minneapolis, Minneapolis, uh, a couple of Best Buys. We had several in Chicago, uh, over there in San Francisco, Walnut Creek, Tacoma, Washington. Um, but it's, hand, it's happening all over the place and it'll be a cruise of 20 to 30 people that just run up in a joint. Um, there was an Apple store uh, somewhere in California where I think they made off with like 22 grand worth of stuff. I'm confused. Are you presenting this as good news? I've been getting a laugh out of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I'm sorry, but... So on Thursday, Thursday night, when I was getting whiskey drunk and listening to Hair the Musical, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were talking about the workers' rights movement and how a lot of people who had been planning to quit uh, to, you know... Just look for greener pastures or protest working conditions and pay mm -hmm. uh, were maybe holding out for uh, right before Black Friday so they could really stick it to the man, um, encouraging other people to, to do a general strike uh, before that right, day right. as well. And um, encouraging consumers not to consume on Black Friday as you've been trained to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder if some people decided to take it a step further. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't imply necessarily that these are all... A lot of these people had an inside man of, of employees that work there. Isn't I think that a that, Fight Club-esque no, operation? No, I, I Project, really, Project Mayhem. Let me tell you something. So I listened to another podcast that I'm going to... This is like the third other podcast we've mentioned this episode so far. But it's called Heist, and it's a couple of Canadian slap nuts who are... Just good buds, and uh, they they put together a fun show. Is that and, a Canadian term, slap nuts? Uh, no, that's just what I call them. I don't know. Is it a Canadian term? We're trying to show at gmail .com. but they they use the term "gimme dat" also uh, for a smash and grab, uh, wherein this is a well known thing where you get a crew of a dozen people or more. And you just bust into a place and you just grab things and you're doing it so fast, <laughs> like nobody can do anything about so it. So you're not there to fuck Sometimes, around and set off the fire extinguishers and just generally vandalize. I mean, you're there to make off with uh, whatever high dollar to, items. Yes, to make off with ideally thousands of dollars worth of uh, goods, which you can then sell uh, on the black market. And you are not going to target well, you don't, independent yeah. local businesses. You ain't, you ain't doing it at the fucking uh, little vintage thrift store, <laughs> you know. There's not, some high dollar items at that consignment place. Oh well, uh, yeah, but at Kinsel. Nonetheless, that's not a place that you do it at. Uh, I want an antique porcelain doll that's worth two thousand dollars from the 1700s. A poster is a person who jacks from the retail and sells it in the hood for dirt cheap resale. In these hard times, they press on like Lee Nelson. All of my experience. 
since the sex has been female Back in elementary, my shoes used to rap Every time my soles hit the street, they would flap Then in high school, Lex and Anderson would cap Cause my jacket didn't have a brand name on the back Years later, this lady took me to her apartment It looked like the Macy's sportswear department Clothes on the chairs, on the couch, and the carpet A 20 had me icy like pissing in the Arctic If it wasn't for the hard work of a booster Most couldn't go to the clubs that were used to If you don't fit the dress code, they'll boot you Like people who get dressed up won't shoot you For some of y'all folks, this stuff might phase you This ain't the way that society Razor, but most of it was made by children in Asia The stores make money off of very low wages Next time you see two women running out to gap With arms full of clothes still strapped to the rack Once they jump in the car, hit the gas and scat If you have to say something, just stand and clap I let them boost us, they let them boost us You should love them too Even if they don't know you They'll get it for you like a whole outfit of shoes I let them boost us, they let them boost us You should love them too Jail time just to make them a living We know there'd probably be no one in prison If rights to food, clothes, and shelter were given Plus they be keeping me dressed so fresh Even when my wallet yells S.O.S. In a cheaper Sunday suit you feel a little more blessed So into the revolution that I profess My shirt is from Stacy, my pants are from Rhonda My shoes came out the trunk of a baby blue Honda My wardrobe's in luck if something falls off a truck If you're looking for some leather then go see Yolanda If I'm on the red carpet and they ask who designed this I'ma give a shout out to Bay Area's finest All on our own we survive this with slyness But when we come together all our fashion is flying. I let them boost us, they let them boost us You should love them well uh yeah so i think that's uh all the shit that's fit to bitch about this week Oh man, uh, actually, are we copying the New York Times? All the shit that, that's fit to bitch. I actually like that one. Yeah, but anyway, um, let's uh, do the house cleaning. Obviously, we need to say thanks to KBSR and Shannon, who I got to see today in the cafe. Good to see you, Shannon. Yeah, thanks for having us on the network. Go check out everything else on there. There's a Patreon, there's the whole deal. Uh, go check out our Instagram, it's Radio Gripe TX. And uh, give thanks to. Trevor and the Mental State Fair for that theme song, Dying Texas. You can find them on uh, SoundCloud. And thanks to Alex Cuervo, the Spectrostatic, for a lot of stuff that you're going to hear. You can find them on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Bandcamp. And uh, maybe, not, maybe not SoundCloud. Go to Bandcamp. There's tons of shit on there. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the JoJo Bone Show. Yeah. Uh, coming up, if this is a Monday and you're listening live, uh, not so much on a Sunday. And stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> 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 <laughs>